Chapter thirty three of the Crimson Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jenny Lundack. The Crimson Fairy Book. Edited by Andrew Lang. Chapter thirty three. The Colony of Cats long long ago as far back as the time when animals spoke there lived a community of cats in a deserted house they had taken possession of not far from a large town they had everything they could possibly desire for their comfort they were well fed and well lodged and if by any chance an unlucky mouse was stupid enough to venture in their way they caught it not to eat it but for the pure pleasure of catching it the old people of the town related how they had heard their parents speak of a time when the whole country was so overrun with rats and mice that there was not so much as a grain of corn nor an ear of maize to be gathered in the fields and it might be out of gratitude to the cats who had rid the country of these plagues that their descendants were allowed to live in peace no one knows where they got the money to pay for everything nor who paid for it for this all happened so very long ago but one thing is certain they were rich enough to keep a servant for though they lived very happily together and did not scratch nor fight more than human beings would have done they were not clever enough to do the housework themselves and preferred at all events to have someone to cook their meat which they would have scorned to eat raw not only were they very difficult to please about the housework but most women quickly tired of living alone with only cats for companions consequently they never kept a servant long and it had become a saying in the town when any one found herself reduced to her last penny i will go and live with the cats and so many a poor woman actually did now lizina was not happy at home for her mother who was a widow was much fonder of her elder daughter so that often the younger one fared very badly and had not enough to eat while the elder could have everything she desired and if lizina dared to complain she was certain to have a good beating at last the day came when she was at the end of her courage and patience and exclaimed to her mother and sister as you hate me so much you will be glad to be rid of me so i am going to live with the cats be off with you cried her mother seizing an old broom handle from behind the door poor lizina did not wait to be told twice but ran off at once and never stopped till she reached the door of the cat's house their cook had left them that very morning with her face all scratched the result of such a quarrel with the head of the house 
that he had very nearly scratched out her eyes lizina therefore was warmly welcomed and she set to work at once to prepare the dinner not without many misgivings as to the tastes of the cats and whether she would be able to satisfy them going to and fro about her work she found herself frequently hindered by a constant succession of cats who appeared one after another in the kitchen to inspect the new servant she had one in front of her feet another perched on the back of her chair while she peeled the vegetables a third sat on the table beside her and five or six others prowled about the pots and pans on the shelves against the wall the air resounded with their purring which meant that they were pleased with their new maid but lizina had not yet learned to understand their language and often she did not know what they wanted her to do however as she was a good kind-hearted girl she set to work to pick up the little kittens which tumbled about the floor she patched up quarrels and nursed on her lap a big tabby the oldest of the community which had a lame paw all these kindnesses could hardly fail to make a favorable impression on the cats and it was even better after a while when she had had time to grow accustomed to their strange ways never had the house been kept so clean the meats so well served nor the sick cats so well cared for after a time they had a visit from an old cat whom they called their father who lived by himself in a barn at the top of the hill and came down from time to time to inspect the little colony he too was much taken with lizina and inquired on first seeing her are you well served by this nice black-eyed little person and the cats answered with one voice oh yes father gatto we have never had so good a servant at each of his visits the answer was always the same but after a time the old cat who was very observant noticed that the little maid had grown to look sadder and sadder what is the matter my child has any one been unkind to you he asked one day when he found her crying in the kitchen she burst into tears and answered between her sobs oh no they are all very good to me but i long for news from home and i pine to see my mother and my sister old gatto being a sensible old cat understood the little servant's feelings you shall go home he said and you shall not come back here unless you please but first you must be rewarded for all your kind services to my children follow me down into the inner cellar where you have never yet been for i always keep it locked and carry the key away with me lizina looked round her in astonishment as they went down into the great vaulted cellar underneath the kitchen before her stood the big earthenware water-jars one of which 
contained oil the other a liquid shining like gold in which of these jars shall i dip you asked father gatto with a grin that showed all his sharp white teeth while his moustaches stood out straight on either side of his face the little maid looked at the two jars from under her long dark lashes in the oil jar she answered timidly thinking to herself i could not ask to be bathed in gold but father gatto replied no no you have deserved something better than that and seizing her in his strong paws he plunged her into the liquid gold wonder of wonders when lizina came out of the jar she shone from head to foot like the sun in the heavens on a fine summer's day her pretty pink cheeks and long black hair alone kept their natural color otherwise she had become like a statue of pure gold father gatto purred loudly with satisfaction go home he said and see your mother and sisters but take care if you hear the cock crow to turn towards it if on the contrary the ass brays you must look the other way the little maid having gratefully kissed the white paw of the old cat set off for home but just as she got near her mother's house the cock crowed and quickly she turned towards it immediately a beautiful golden star appeared on her forehead crowning her glossy black hair at the same time the ass began to bray but lizina took care not to look over the fence into the field where the donkey was feeding her mother and sister who were in front of their house uttered cries of admiration and astonishment when they saw her and their cries became still louder when lizina taking her handkerchief out of her pocket drew out also a handful of gold for some days the mother and her two daughters lived very happily together for lizina had given them everything she had brought away except her golden clothing for that would not come off in spite of all the efforts of her sister who was madly jealous of her good fortune the golden star too could not be removed from her forehead but all the gold pieces she drew from her pockets had found their way to her mother and sister i will go now and see what i can get out of the pussies said peppina the elder girl one morning as she took lizina's basket and fastened her pockets into her own skirt i should like some of the cat's gold for myself she thought as she left her mother's house before the sun rose the cat colony had not yet taken another servant for they knew they could never get one to replace lizina whose loss they had not yet ceased to mourn when they heard that peppina was her sister they all ran to meet her she is not the least like her the kittens whispered among themselves hush be quiet 
the older cat said all servants cannot be pretty no decidedly she was not at all like lizina even the most reasonable and large-minded of the cats soon acknowledged that the very first day she shut the kitchen door in the face of the tomcats who used to enjoy watching lizina at her work and a young and mischievous cat who jumped in by the open window and alighted on the table got such a blow with the rolling-pin that he squalled for an hour with every day that passed the household became more and more aware of its misfortune the work was badly done as the servant was surly and disagreeable in the corners of the rooms there were collected heaps of dust spiders webs hung from the ceilings and in front of the window panes the beds were hardly ever made and the feather beds so beloved by the old and feeble cats had never once been shaken since lizina left the house at father gatto's next visit he found the whole colony in a state of uproar caesar has one paw so badly swollen that it looks as if it were broken said one peppina kicked him with her great wooden shoes on hector has an abscess in his back where a wooden chair was flung at him and agrippina's three little kittens have died of hunger beside their mother because peppina forgot them in their basket up in the attic there is no putting up with the creature do send her away father gatto lizina herself would not be angry with us she must know very well what her sister is like come here said father gatto in his most severe tones to peppina and he took her down into the cellar and showed her the same two great jars that he had showed lizina in which of these shall i dip you he asked and she made haste to answer in the liquid gold for she was no more modest than she was good and kind father gatto's yellow eyes darted fire you have not deserved it he uttered in a voice like thunder and seizing her he flung her into the jar of oil where she was nearly suffocated when she came to the surface screaming and struggling the vengeful cat seized her again and rolled her in the ash-heap on the floor then when she rose dirty blinded and disgusting to behold he thrust her from the door saying be gone and when you meet a braying ass be careful to turn your head towards it stumbling and raging peppina set off for home thinking herself fortunate to find a stick by the wayside with which to support herself she was within sight of her mother's house when she heard in the meadow on the right the voice of a donkey loudly braying quickly she turned her head towards it and at the same time put her hand up to her forehead 
where waving like a plume was a donkey's tail she ran home to her mother at the top of her speed yelling with rage and despair and it took lizina two hours with a big basin of hot water and two cakes of soap to get rid of the layer of ashes with which father gatto had adorned her as for the donkey's tail it was impossible to get rid of that it was as firmly fixed on her forehead as was the golden star on lizina's their mother was furious she first beat lizina unmercifully with the broom then she took her to the mouth of the well and lowered her into it leaving her at the bottom weeping and crying for help before this happened however the king's son in passing the mother's house had seen lizina sitting sewing in the parlor and had been dazzled by her beauty after coming back two or three times he at last ventured to approach the window and to whisper in the softest voice lovely maiden will you be my bride and she had answered i will next morning when the prince arrived to claim his bride he found her wrapped in a large white veil it is so that maidens are received from their parents hands said the mother who hoped to make the king's son marry peppina in place of her sister and had fastened the donkey's tail round her head like a lock of hair under the veil the prince was young and a little timid so he made no objections and seated peppina in the carriage beside him their way led past the old house inhabited by cats who were all at the window for the report had got about that the prince was going to marry the most beautiful maiden in the world on whose forehead shone a golden star and they knew that this could only be their adored lizina as the carriage slowly passed in front of the old house where cats from all parts of the world seemed to be gathered a song burst from every throat mew 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 prince look behind you in the well is fair lizina and you've got nothing but peppina when he heard this the coachman who understood the cat's language better than the prince his master stopped his horses and asked does your harness know what the grimalkins are saying and the song broke forth even louder than ever with a turn of his hand the prince threw back the veil and discovered the puffed-up swollen face of peppina with the donkey's tail twisted round her head ah traitorous he exclaimed and ordering the horses to be turned around he drove the elder daughter quivering with rage to the old woman who had sought to deceive him with his hand on the hilt of his sword he demanded lizina in so terrific a voice that the mother hastened to the well to draw her prisoner out lizina's clothing and her star shone so brilliantly that when the prince led her home to the king his father the whole palace was lit up 
Next day they were married and lived happily ever after, and all the cats, headed by old Father Gatto, were present at the wedding. End of chapter 33 Recording by Jenny Lundack, South Padre Island Recorded in February 2011